Hey, good morning, Emmanuel. Welcome to 2021. Wow, isn't that weird to say? Isn't that crazy? I hope I'm not the first one to welcome you. If you're in the chat today, why don't you welcome one another to this new year? And I got to say, it is an honor and a privilege to be up here on the first Sunday of this new year, to be bringing you the word. Gosh, I'm so excited. I am so excited to be doing this. And Emmanuel, I just want to thank you before I start for all your support, for all your prayer, for everything you sent my way. As I've started here as Emmanuel, as I've been here now for a couple years, I have felt your support. So I just have immense gratitude for all you, all the support I've reached leading up to this week and all the texts I always get. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, you know, today I see this is going to go one of two ways. By the way, my name is Jake. I'm the youth director here. I should probably introduce myself. You know, it's the first thing you do when you meet someone new. And I hope you're new today. But this is going to go one of two ways. Either this is the first Sunday of 2021 and I'm going to set the precedent. The Lord has a word for us and it's going to be great. It's going to set what 2021 is going to be like. Or somehow the youth director is going to mess it up and somehow this year is going to end up. But I'm not even going to finish that sentence because that's not what's going to happen. I'm not going to put that out to the universe because it's going to be great. The Lord has an awesome word for us this morning and I just want to pray before we get going. Father God, thank you, thank you, thank you for this beautiful day for, for what you're doing and just for this new year, for a fresh start. God, I pray this word would just, just be from you and not from me. I pray that I wouldn't get in the way of what you have to say today. And I pray that every single person out there that's listening to this would open up their hearts, open up their minds, open up their ears for what you have to say to them today. And it's in your name we pray, amen. Amen. So we're going to be in Joshua today, so go ahead and, and open up your Bibles, go to Joshua. But I want to give us a little bit of, of in, an intro of where we were before Joshua so you understand. So if you were with us last year, we actually went through Exodus together through the series Out of Egypt and Counterculture. You should go back and check some of them out. You might see a familiar face. That's right. That's a self-plug-in church. I'm, I apologize, but I had to do it. Anyway, so in Exodus, we get the story of the Israelites and Moses leading the Israelites out of slavery in Egypt into the promised land. And some amazing things happen along the road. And it's an awesome, awesome just trajectory of a story. So you should go back and read it. The whole story is told through Exodus, Leviticus, and Numbers. And then we reach Joshua. And as we get into Joshua, Moses has died. And now Joshua is tasked with leading the Israelites into the promised land, like the final couple steps. You ever been a part of a group project and like someone does all the work, but then another person gets all the credit? I don't know, this kind of feels like this to me, maybe not. But so Joshua is leading them into the promised land and then he does, he brings them in. And then as soon as they're brought into the promised land, they start to face some battles, some literal battles. And, and they start battling against the Canaanites. And in Joshua 6, which is where we'll be, Joshua 6. So now that you're in Joshua, flip a couple pages to Joshua 6. We, we learn about one of the first battles and that's the battle of Jericho. So I'm going to go through the, these, these verses with us today and talk to us about what I think this means for us as we enter into this year. So starting in Joshua 6, chapter 1, the word of God says this. Now Jericho was closed up tightly because of the Israelites. No one went out or came in. The Lord said to Joshua, look, I have given Jericho and its king into your power along with its mighty warriors. Circle the city with all the soldiers going around the city one time. Do this for six days. Have seven priests carry seven trumpets made from ram's horns in front of the chest. On the seventh day, circle the city seven times with the priests blowing the trumpets. Have them blow a long blast on the ram's horn. As soon as you hear that trumpet blast, have all the people shout a loud war cry. Then the city wall will collapse and the people will rise up attacking straight ahead. 
Now see, these, these directions are straight from God to Joshua. God is giving them very specific directions on what they are to do if they are to win this battle, if the walls of Jericho are to come tumbling down. And as a matter of fact, God already knows what's going to happen. He has already put the plan into place. Look back into verse 2 when he says, Look, I have given Jericho and its king into your power along with its mighty warriors. He's saying it's already done. It's already done, but you still have work to do. So let's read, continuing in verse 6, just about what that is. So Joshua, Nun's son, called the priests. He said to them, lift up the covenant chest. Let seven priests carry seven trumpets made from ram's horns in front of the Lord's chest. He said to the people, go forward, circle the city. Let the armed soldiers go in front of the Lord's chest. As soon as Joshua had spoken to the people, the seven priests carrying seven ram's horns trumpets moved forward in front of the Lord. They blew the trumpets. The Lord's covenant chest followed. The initial group of soldiers was going in front of the priests who were blowing the trumpets. The rear guard was coming behind the chest with the trumpet blowing continuously. Joshua ordered the people, don't shout, don't let your voice be heard. Don't let a word come out of your mouth until the day I tell you, shout, then shout. He made the Lord's chest circle the city going around one time. They went back to camp and stayed there overnight. So now Joshua has relayed these instructions onto the Israelites and, and they follow them for the first day. So, so far, so good. We'll pick it up again in verse 14. It continues. They circled the city one time on the second day. Then they went back to camp. They did this for six days. On the seventh day, they got up at dawn. They circled the city in this way seven times. It was only on that day that they circled the city seven times, just as they were instructed. The seventh time the priest blew the trumpets, then Joshua said to the people, shout, because the Lord has given you the city. And then in verse 20, we see, then the people shouted. They blew the trumpets as soon as people heard the trumpet blast. They shouted a loud war cry. Then the wall collapsed. The people went up against the city, attacking straight ahead, and they captured the city. What does this mean for us today? My, when I read this story a couple months ago and I, and I was in this, I heard one thing from the Lord is that we need to walk to breakthrough. Go ahead and throw that in the chat. That's going to be the title today. That's going to be the main message I want you to hear today is we need to walk to breakthrough. Now, what does that mean? So let's look at what the Israelites had to do here, right? Their instructions were very, very clear. God gave them the Joshua. Joshua passed them on to the Israelites, and they had their instructions. They, they were to, you know, blow all the trumpets and do all that, walk with the chest, and then for the first six days, they needed to walk around while they were doing this one time. Second day, one time. Third day, one time. All the way for six days. And then on the seventh day, they would do it seven times. The instructions were very, very clear. But when I read a story like this, I like to put myself in the shoes of the Israelites. Did they even wear shoes back then? I don't know, the sandals of the Israelites, whatever. I like to put myself in their perspective and see where they were at. So imagine being an Israelite in this story. And you've come through all this trial, all this tribulation as you've been moving into the promised land. And then you're there and battles start and you're faced with these huge walls of Jericho in front of you. And I imagine you're sitting there before and you're like, gosh, what are we going to do? We know we have to win this battle. We know this is our fight, but how are we going to do this? And Joshua says, hey, start walking. And you go, oh, okay. I mean, I'm pretty sure like we're supposed to do a lot more than walking if we want to win a battle like this, but all right, let's walk. And then you walk for, for a full week. You're just walking and you're like, gosh, why in the world are we walking? Shouldn't we be preparing for battle? Like, what are we doing? Joshua had the vision. Joshua knew what was going to happen. God told Joshua, the city is handed over to you already. The battle has been won. 
But the Israelites still had to do a lot of walking to experience that breakthrough, to see the walls come tumbling down. So I just imagine walking day after day and growing tired and growing weary and looking up at the walls every single day. One of these walls is going to come down. What are we doing? Is this warm up? Is this conditioning? Like what in the world are we doing? Our current culture defines insanity as, as what? When, when, when you think of the definition of insanity, there's this common definition that always goes around. And the one that I always hear is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. That's what we define as insanity, right? Doing the same thing, expecting different results. Well, then the Israelites are insane. For six days, they did the same thing over and over again, expecting something to change. Well, on the seventh day, they did a little more walking and finally the walls came tumbling down. They were faithful. They followed the instructions that God had to them and they walked straight through to breakthrough and the walls came down and the city was handed over to them. Now, what does this mean for us? for you and I today. I think it means we have to do the same thing in our lives. We have to walk to breakthrough. Every single one of us in our lives, we want a breakthrough. We want something to happen, something amazing, something incredible, something we've never seen before. I know the Israelites in their past with, with God, walking with God, they'd seen a lot of amazing things, right? They'd seen the waters before them parted twice, may I add, twice. They'd seen manna come down from heaven. They'd seen a cloud and a fire lead them to where they were supposed to go, but they had never seen the walls of Jericho come tumbling down. They had to do something new to see this new breakthrough. And gosh, uh, may I add that this walk that they had to walk was difficult? It had to be. It had to be. Walking, doing what you're being told, and having an idea of, of, of the breakthrough that's going to come, but really not seeing it until the final moment. Until that final moment when the most tension was felt, the breakthrough came. Think about what breakthrough actually is, right? When you're breaking through something, at the moment you feel the most tension is when you're actually beginning to break through. When the most has, has pushed against you is right before you're about to get through. Now, now let me relate this to you and I. Let me relate this to us and where we are today because 2020 felt like a lot of walking, amen? Felt like a lot of walking and not a whole lot of breakthrough. We were moving and moving and doing what we were told and, and going somewhere we didn't exactly know where. All of us felt like we were walking in the dark a little bit in 2020 as we were hit with these new situations, these new regulations, right? We were doing what we were supposed to be doing just like the Israelites were. We were walking, we were putting on our masks, we were, we were following the guidelines, the rules, the regulations, yet we looked around and still saw a world in chaos. We still saw cases rising. We still saw people dying of this terrible, terrible disease. But we kept walking. We were doing what we're supposed to be doing. Where is this breakthrough that we need. And I'm sure, I'm sure many of you like myself grew tired and weary of this same old walk. And you said, where in the world are we going? Where is this breakthrough that we feel like we're supposed to find by now? Well, in 2021, I, I really pray that we're gonna turn the tide and we're gonna continue that walk and reach some of that breakthrough that was talked about. You see, the Israelites had simple and clear instructions to walk the path that they needed. But walking the path of righteousness is hard. Seriously, think about it. Doing what you're supposed to be told and walking that path that you have been put on can be very difficult. I mean, it doesn't take much further in the Bible to see or much prior to see the Israelites struggling with that same thing. 
right? As we talked about the story of Exodus, and if you go back and look at it for yourself, you see the Israelites were pretty bad at following instructions. They were pretty bad at doing what they were supposed to be told. All the time they would be given something from God and say, hey, this is what I want you to do. This is your calling for this season, just to go and completely ignore it and do their own thing. They weren't that great at following the path of righteousness. However, when they did, when they stayed faithful and when they walked that path, breakthrough happened and they saw God move. And I have to have a feeling that that led them to more confidence when they walked through that path around Jericho. That they say, hey, God did it once and he's gonna do it again. And may you look to your own life. And even the Bible, this is why we use the word of God because we've seen God work and do amazing things time and time again. That's why I love myself a good old OT, Old Testament story because it shows God's power. It shows who he really is. It shows what he's capable of and gives us confidence to walk that path before us. So as we begin this walk in 2021, as we start walking this path, I want us to walk with purpose. I want us to walk forward knowing what we're heading towards, knowing the idea of what we're heading towards. You might not have seen breakthrough in 2020, but this is a new year. Now I know like everyone loves to use a new year as like this magical clean slate, right? I'm sure many of you have, have started New Year's resolutions, you know, a couple days ago of things. And like within a month, I'm sure a lot of them will like be distant memories of things we were supposed to do. How many of you started a Bible in a year plan a couple days ago? Be honest. And how many of you are actually going to be on that same plan on track at the end of January? I would love to see the, the percentage of the rates there of how many people stick with it. I know there's been like at least two to three years where I've gotten to like January 20th and then just like, I look at it in March and I'm still on January 20th. Forgive me, Father. Um, so do something in your life, put something in your walk that's gonna be meaningful. Seriously, not just because it's a new year, but because you wanna start that walk towards breakthrough. You wanna see something spectacular. You wanna see something special. Because if you walk that walk, you will see breakthrough. And as I've said that word a lot, I want us to acknowledge something. I want that to be our collective mindset in 2021 is breakthrough. By the way, I have to throw this out there. I have a new word for 2021. If you know me, my teens out there are probably laughing already. You know exactly my word in 2020. Even if you're not in my youth group, you probably know the word I would use over and over, and until it got like sickening downright, put it in the chat right now. I, I know some of you out there already know it. Throw it in the chat so, so people know that I'm not just lying here, that there was a word that I became obsessed with in 2020, and that word is perspective. Oh, it was my favorite word in the world. I used it every single day. I talked about it all the time, and it's because I loved the idea of seeing things from a new angle, of giving yourself a new perspective. But the thing I, I started to realize about perspective is it's not as active as I thought. So my new word for 2021, stick with me and get ready to get sick of a new word, mindset. Mindset is gonna be my new word for 2021 because mindset is active. You have to set your mind on something, hence the word mindset. You have to be active behind that. When, when I have a mindset, it's because I've chosen to have that mindset. Perspective, you can just be gifted perspective because you grew up somewhere, because you went through a certain situation. Perspective can lay dormant in your mind just because, hey, this is just the way I see things. But mindset says, I'm going to take over how I view things. And this is how I'm choosing to view this today. So mindset is gonna be my word for 2021. And I pray that our mindset would be breakthrough. 
and that we would get there one step at a time, just like the Israelites got to their breakthrough, one step at a time. You see, I think so often in life, we try to look too far ahead and we try to look at what's far out without focusing on what's in front of us. What if this year we committed to one step at a time, knowing that breakthrough is out there and knowing that it is possible and it is reachable, but that it's, it's God's timing that'll allow us to reach it. It was God's timing that told the Israelites, hey, when you walk this certain distance, it will happen. Now, the Israelites weren't, weren't gifted with that information. They didn't know. They were just told to start walking. So today, I want to focus. I really want to hone in on this idea of let's start walking. Let's start taking our steps together. Let's go step by step until we find the place that we are so seeking, until we reach breakthrough. And then we keep stepping until we reach another breakthrough. If our mind is on that idea in 2021, how much easier will it be to keep stepping, to keep walking? And then when we finally start to reach that, that pushback, we know that maybe that just means we're just close enough to that breakthrough. When we reach that tension, right? Don't let tension be something that slows you down. A lot of times in life, we reach tension and we feel like we can't take it anymore, that we have to give up. But as we learn through breakthrough, tension just means we're all the closer to reaching that. And if you give up, you don't really know how close you are to the breakthrough that God has in your life. And it is God's breakthrough that will be found. This wasn't anything the Israelites did that led to that breakthrough. It was God who allowed the walls to come tumbling down, but the Israelites still had a job. The Israelites still had something to do. And as we talk about this idea of breakthrough, I actually have a specific idea in mind of what I want this breakthrough to be. Another word I'm gonna throw your way that I hope gives you hope in this new year. I want our breakthrough to be revival. Oh, revival, it's such an awesome word to think about and to talk about. Let that settle a little bit on your mind, revival. What does that mean to you? I'll tell you exactly what it means to mean. It means that we would see this world, we would see our, our area, our church taken over by God, given over to God, that he would do something new and incredible that we've never seen before. There was a lot of tension in 2020. What if that was just because we have an incredible revival coming in 2021? But here's the thing, revival doesn't happen on accident. Revival is never an accident. Revival is never something that just shows up. It's something that is worked towards. And for revival to be seen at a, at a large scale, it has to start with you. We have to commit to revival within our own hearts, within our own walks with God. And let's start that today. Let's start that right now to commit that walk towards revival, to open ourselves up to a new place in our relationship with God. So we would open ourselves up to say, I wanna see revival like I've never seen it before. I wanna see breakthrough in my life so that somebody else can see breakthrough in their lives. Seriously, I want this to be an encouragement to you this morning to know that breakthrough and revival are, revival, well, I added an extra V there. Revival are so possible, but it starts with us. It starts with committing to walk that walk and to take it one step at a time. Now, I have to be honest with you guys. I got a head start on you because uh, some things happened in my 2020 that actually led to some major breakthrough in my life. So I wanna share some of that with you today and my story of what the Lord did. And it started almost exactly a year ago today, January 1st, 2020. We, we had just brought in a new, a new decade. I was down in Atlanta, Georgia with some friends of mine at Passion Conference. If you don't know what Passion Conference is, it's a, it's a, conf a Christian conference put on by Passion City Church down in Atlanta, Georgia. It's aimed for young adults 
18 to 25, and it's an awesome, awesome experience. It happens every year, kind of at the turn of the year. And I remember in 2019, like hearing more about it, I was like, gosh, this is the place I want to be. This is where I want to ring in the new decade. And a, a group of us got together and we went down. And it, it, to this day, it is one of the, if not the best experience of my life. Seriously, I, I was able to ring in the new decade, worshiping with 65,000 people, a stadium, a, a football stadium full of people, not just people, young adults, this new generation, worshiping God and committing this decade to him. It, it was incredible. I, I, I just felt this, this closeness to God that I really hadn't felt in, in, in that way in a long time. And, and then, so that was New Year's Eve. We worshiped into New Year's Day through midnight. It was great. And then on New Year's Day, we had a day full uh, of speakers, of preachers, of worship music. It was great. And then that morning, I still remember this like it was yesterday. Sadie Robertson was preaching. And, and as she's sitting there bringing this awesome word, uh, I, the Lord put something on my heart that I just couldn't escape. I knew it was something that I had to do. And he said, Jake, I want you to be intentionally single in 2020. And I was like, what? I was like, dude, are you kidding me? Like my, my time from as soon as I entered into college to that moment, I had been searching for this person because the world told me, hey, relationships are what we seek here. You know, you need someone else to, to complete you. I guess I watched Jerry Maguire too much when he was like, you complete me. I was like, that's what I need. I need that, that person. I need someone to complete me. So every year I, I would try to find someone, try to find something that would work in my life. And I was searching for this relationship to a point that it had actually gone above my priority list and it was actually over God. And I was searching for a relationship more than I was searching for God. And so on January 1st, 2020, God said, I want to I take you out of this. I want you to be intentionally single in this year. And that wasn't my thought right away. That wasn't what I was thinking. As a matter of fact, the, my first thought was, dude, now I have a stadium full of young, beautiful Christian women that I can't go up and get their Instagrams or phone numbers. Thanks a lot, God. You're, you're really hurting my game here. But as I walked that year and as I, I walked that walk of intentional singleness, I learned that God had a real plan and what he was doing there that as I turned over that search for a relationship, I was able to take all that time, effort, and energy that I had once used searching for a person and was now renewed in searching for God. In new ways, I was finding this closeness with God that I had never experienced before. I, I was seeking him in a real way because I had taken out that thing that was, that was really in my way. I equated to the story of the rich young ruler in Mark 10 where this guy comes to Jesus and he's like, Jesus, I, I want to inherit heaven. I want everything that you have. And Jesus goes, well, follow the commandments. And, and he kind of reads them, you know, what you're supposed to do. And, and the guy's like, I've done all that since I was a kid. I, I know everything you're about to say. How do I inherit heaven? And it says, Jesus looks on him with love. And, and I love that verse because the next thing he says, he says, all right, sell everything you own and come follow me. And the guy like hears that and he's heartbroken and he walks away because he knows he can't do that. He knows his stuff he cares about more than Jesus. And he shows that by walking away and not following him. And I believe Jesus called him to that because he knew that was the one thing he was afraid to give up in order to follow God, in order to really follow Jesus with all he had. And as I sat there on January 1st, 2020, God was saying the same thing to me. Hey, I know this is one of those things that you've put in front of me. Let's, let's reverse that. Let's take that away and let's open your walk up in 2020 to be something new, something you've never seen before. So let's flip, the, let's flip the script. If you're sitting there today, what's something you have yet to give up to God? What's a place in your walk that you have yet to go? What is your next step in your walk with Christ? What is that place in your life that you just haven't gone yet? 
What is that step you know you need to take, but you just haven't taken it yet? What is going to be your next step? What is going to be the thing that brings you closer to breakthrough in this year? What is it going to be? Because this year, I'm, I'm tired of standing still. And I'm tired of seeing, you know, a, a people around me that's just content with where we are. This culture is so obsessed with contentment, it, it hurts me. That we're just okay with being where we are. That, yeah, I'm dealing with a lot of stuff, but at least I'm comfortable with the stuff I'm dealing with. I would much rather do that than try to go through it and face a whole bunch of battles that I don't know what they're going to be. This is the year, this is the moment that if we commit to walking that walk as individuals and together as a church and as a body of Christ, that we could see breakthrough like we've never seen it before. Imagine, imagine the relief, imagine the amazing feeling of the Israelites as they saw the walls come tumbling down, as they experienced breakthrough like they've never experienced it before. Imagine that, what that must have been like as they moved into the city and, and gained the, the success, the, the win of the battle that God already had planned for them. Hey, God has a plan for you to win battles this year, to find places that you've never seen before. But we gotta start walking. We have to start doing something we've never done before. If you want to go to places you've never been before, you have to do things you've never done. If you want to experience things you've never experienced before, we have to start doing things we've never done. We have to start going to these places in our relationship with Christ that we've never gone before. Seriously. And as we think about that, as we plan ahead, I want to give you a couple quotes, a couple verses to hold on to in this new year. I was watching this documentary and I heard this quote that stuck with me. It says, most people live in fear because they project the past into the future. Don't let this last year set any type of precedent for what this year is going to be. You set your walk in this year. You are the one that gets to decide what it's going to look like. And as I say that, I need to keep in mind Proverbs 16.9, which says this. In their hearts, human, humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. So by all means, plan your course in this year. Find those things that's going to lead you to a new place with God, but acknowledge that he is the one that's actually gonna guide your path. It's okay to plan. It's not okay to put a plan above God. Commit your plan to God. Commit your steps to God in this season and in this year. He has breakthrough for us ahead. He has battles for us to be won ahead. And I, I believe, I believe, I believe he has revival for us as individuals and as a church that is there. It is reachable, but only if we commit our walk to him so that we would see it happen. May the story of the Israelites give you hope in this new year that if you continue to walk in faithfulness, you will see breakthrough. So I want to end today with, with a couple things, a couple thoughts for you to go away with. What is your next step? What is your next step? Seriously, I want you to think about, I want you to think about this practically and really walk away with today with something that you're going to do that's going to lead you closer to God in this new year. When I, when I went down to Passion last year, I experienced this closeness that I had never experienced before. But you don't have to go to a new place, to, to a conference to experience that. You just have to find a new closeness with God that you've never experienced before. So what does that mean for you? Get in your word every single day. Commit to it. Pray every single day. Do more. Do something more to get closer to God, to experience that thing. Seriously, we, we've walked long enough. We really have. It feels that way. But we still have a little more walking to do. Maybe we still have a lot more walking to do. I don't know. I can't see the map of what God has for us. But I know breakthrough is there. And I know it's so, so close. So I'm going to pray to end 
my message here today. And I'm gonna pray that God would, would help you find that breakthrough, help you find that next step in what you have planned. Let us pray. Father God, your plans are perfect. May we acknowledge that this morning as we read the story in Joshua 6 about the Israelites. You had the perfect plan for those walls of Jericho to come tumbling down. You knew exactly what they needed to do for those walls to come down, God. And God, in, in our lives as people, we know that there are so many things that stand in our way. There's so much tension in our lives, God, and we all want to experience breakthrough in some way. We wanna see something new. We wanna reach a new level in our relationship with you, God. Would you guide our steps this morning? Because it is not our breakthrough we're reaching. It is your breakthrough that we're reaching. It is your breakthrough that we're seeking. It is you that we wanna see do something new in this new year. God, this new year represents hope for us after the dumpster fire that was 2020. God, would you renew our hope? Would you renew who we are? Would you renew what you're going to do in this new year, God? Would you give us encouragement to walk this path, to walk to breakthrough? And would you help us go step by step into a new place so we could experience it, God? God, we love you. We thank you. We, we are forever indebted to you for the gift of your son, that you sent him down onto this earth to live and to die and to be resurrected for us. May that define our walk in 2021. May that define our walk for the rest of our life into eternity. May you define us and may we take step after step after step until we reach that breakthrough that we were so seeking. God, we love you. We thank you. It is in your name we pray. Amen. Thank you, Emmanuel.